Hello, everyone. Welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. We are continuing our Halloween marathon. Today we are discussing Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And my special guest today is my mother, Patricia Lopez. Say hello, Patricia. Hello, Dominic. Hello, audience out there. So tell me about your experience with this movie. Well... When I was about four years old, which was back at the beginning of time. Back in 1948. Yes. I knew it was either 48 or 49. My older cousins took me to see this movie. I had not yet seen many movies at four years old, and I for sure had not seen any scary movies. Now that I've watched it at this point, it's not that scary. But at four years old, being unfamiliar with the moving picture (laughs) genre... I got terrified by it. I was hoping I would recognize what scene when we watched it today. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, but I'm pretty sure it was either the opening credits <laughs> that looked pretty scary. The, car- the cartoons <laughs> yes, in but, the beginning. But going back to my four-year-old mind, it was either that or I'm thanking the first appearance of Wolfman. Right. Because Wolfman looked pretty darn scary, and he looked way scarier than either Dracula or Frankenstein. <laughs> okay. So it just really terrified me. I don't remember if I cried or screamed, but whatever. My cousin took me outside and sat me on the curb <laughs> and went back in. This was a very small town, in case people are going, what? Sat you on the curb? But small town in Pennsylvania, 1948, nobody was snatching anybody that we knew of. (laughs) That you knew of. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, things uh, seemed safer then. Whether they were actually safer or not is hard to say. Well, nobody snatched me. My cousin did get in a lot of trouble. I don't know who picked us up. I can't remember that. I think my mind was quite muddled. But someone came to get us and got very upset that he took me out and left me on the curb. So are you relieved to finally have seen this movie? Yes, I've been curious about all these years as to how scary it actually was. As I mentioned, it's from 1948, black and white, 83 minutes, directed by Charles Burton. It stars, of course, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Uh, Lon Chaney Jr. is the Wolfman. Bela Lugosi plays Dracula. Glenn Strange as the creature, the monster, and Lenore Albert and Jane Randolph as uh, the two two pretty <laughs> two love interests for for uh, Costello. Yeah, that part made no sense at all. And then some other uh, handsome guy as a professor. I don't have his name. This is only the second time and the last time that Bella Lugosi played Dracula. I wasn't clear if that was Bela Lugosi, and I meant to ask you while it was going on. They looked a great deal like pictures I've seen, but I've never seen any Dracula movies, any Frankenstein movies. I was terrorized as a child. I've never seen any horror movies at all. Well, I don't know if you remember this, but Dad and I used to stay up late on Friday and or Saturday nights and watch these on local television. Oh, that sounds I think Channel now. 11 would show them. And Some, I did not join you. Sometimes it would be two in a row, and Dad would not make it all the way through well, both I, of them. I thought this character looked like pictures I've seen of Bela Lugosi, and I'd meant to ask you, is that the real Bela Lugosi? Yes, that is him. But uh, he only played Dracula twice. People think really? he was all over Dracula. Yeah. Now, he did appear in other Universal Monster movies. He plays Igor in Son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein. He plays Bela the Gypsy in The Wolfman. 
And he plays the monster in Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. Okay. Um, these guys swap parts around a lot because Lon Chaney Jr., he was the only one that played the Wolfman. But oh, really? he plays uh, the mummy in mm. The Mummy's Tomb. He plays the monster in Ghost of Frankenstein. And he plays Dracula in Son of Dracula. Hmm. It's called Son of Dracula, but it's actually just Dracula. Dracula. He's not really his son. Well, he played his role completely straight in yes. this. Yes. Yeah. He did not ham it up or act silly because it was Abbott and Costello. I enjoyed his part the most because he seemed to just stay in this serious character, and I believed him. Well, the Wolfman is my favorite of these movies, partly because it's not based on a book that they've totally screwed up. Oh. <laughs> they take a lot of liberties <laughs> with Frankenstein and with Dracula. But I, I also enjoy his performance in that movie, and he plays him in a, a couple of the other ones, in House of Dracula, House of Frankenstein, of course, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. And he is constantly in this state of torment because he's cursed well and it seems that he can't die mm. he's killed in the first movie but then he comes back to life so he can't just off himself to deal with the curse some of the movies are him trying to find a way to overcome the curse in this one he's just trying to stop dracula and uh, frankenstein's monster well i found it a very interesting combination that uh, costello could be that silly and yet, Wolfman could be that real. Yeah, the, most of that the monster stuff. That. Most of the monster stuff is played pretty straight uh, while they're doing their goofy Abbott and Costello stuff. This is the last time that we see Dracula or Frankenstein or the Wolfman in the Universal Pictures. But Abbott and Costello would go on to meet the Invisible Man, <laughs> Doctor Jekyll. Well, we have a cameo with the Invisible Man in this movie, but then there's a full movie. Okay. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the mummy. And they met the creature from the Black Lagoon in some just TV special or show or something. That was a scary movie. Yeah. That's about the only other one that I have seen. Uh Went to see that in the military base in Germany when I was in high school. And, oh, my goodness, we were all terrified. My friend sitting beside me got under her seat and screamed. (laughs) I have no memories of what it was like. But then we had to walk home from the movie theater. Military bases were rather small, and mm-hmm. it was supposedly safe. I think now teenage girls walking home in the dark. But we walked home from the movie theater, but we got ourselves really scared walking <laughs> home after that movie. thought the creature was going to get you? I was thinking I'd never seen horror movies, but I did just because my friends went to see it, and then I regretted it once I got there. It was too scary to be enjoyable. Maybe I need to see that one again to see if it's really that scary. I have it. (laughs) Maybe I should give it a try. I've got a question about their careers. If they had played these monsters seriously, did it do anything to their careers to then play them with Abbott and Costello? Was it like a step down? I don't think so. I mean, Abbott and Costello were pretty big. I know they were really big, but I thought making them... Not comic characters, but interacting with these comic characters. It was like an end of the career move or something. Uh, but no, I'm not sure. I, I, that I don't think. I mean, because they get to play the parts pretty straight. Yeah. For whatever reason, Bella decided to play Dracula again. So there must have been something about this that appealed to him. Glenn Strange, this is his third time playing the monster. Boris Karloff got out after Bride of Frankenstein. He did it twice and then was done. <laughs> okay. And 
seemed to have a better post-monster career than Bella did. But we identify both of them with those parts. That's so true. That's all they played. That's true. I don't know anything about these two ladies, but they, they're probably in a lot of these They're your basic movies. pretty ladies that were in all the 40s movies. Yeah. You had a dark-haired one. You had a blonde one. Yeah. And it was a little startling to see one all dressed up and pretty and smoking, since we don't see smoking in TV or movies much anymore, unless it's just your... <laughs> Unless it's Quentin Tarantino. Or <laughs> yeah, those kind of characters. But the, but the ladies all dressed up at the elegant balls are no longer shown to be smoking. So it was a teeny bit jarring at first to see her looking so elegant. And then there she's got her cigarette. But old 50s movies, everybody was smoking. Yep. yep. Smoking and drinking. As soon as yep. they walked in from work, that day their martini and they smoked. And these days there'll even be a disclaimer on the movie if there is smoking about this is not meant to be an endorsement uh, of tobacco products. It's just appropriate to this particular yeah. character yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. The budget for this was $792,270. That was a big budget That's, back then, yeah. wasn't it? But the box office was $3.2 No. So worth the investment. Really? Yep. Yeah. I did not know that what I'd consider to be just a comic movie could make that much money in 48. Yeah. Reader's Digest rates this as one of their 100 funniest movies of all time. And AFI rates it 56 on their 100 funniest American movies. Um, I, did I you think it was that funny? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> many of uh, Costello's bits were very uh, funny. Yeah. The things he does with his face mm -hmm. and physically he's very funny. What about Abbott and Costello off screen? Did they have as contentious a relationship? Do you know anything about Oh, right, because they're on they screen. Friends? They're on screen characters often don't seem to really like each no. other very much. He's always, uh, Abbott's always mean and bossy. Yeah. And Costello's always just goofy and. I mean, I think it was one of those. I didn't know if they were really friends or if you'd know. Well, they that. were, but I think they probably had their issues too. Like any successful team that's relying on each other for their success, there's going to be issues. But they kept working together for long a long time. time. Yeah, I can't remember I, how long, but I remember seeing a lot of Abigail I don't know if one of them kid. had to die for them to quit working together. I don't recall. I did see a movie, you know, a, a docudrama movie one time about them. I think Harvey Corman was playing Abbott. Oh, I can't remember who was playing. Maybe casting. Buddy Hackett was playing that Costello. Would be perfect I think. casting. I saw Nathan Lane on Saturday Night Live once doing an impression, doing a, a bit. He was a, it was a bit about a, a policeman who had seen something scary and was trying to talk about it, oh. just like he does in this movie. Where he can't talk yeah, and just yeah. gestures and all. So I think if they were going to make one today, Nathan Lane would be a good choice. Back to how much money it made, it was occurring to me. Probably had huge audiences. Everyone went because that was post-war. Oh, uh -huh. so and they had a little money well, in their pockets. Well, it's all people had to do for entertainment if you weren't going to bars. Yeah. If it was families going out together or just regular dates where you're just wanting to have a sober date, the we didn't have TV yet. TV was just coming out. But as far as TV being a common thing, it was early to mid-50s before most people had TVs in their homes. Mm -hmm. So 1948, that was it. If you wanted to go out for entertainment, pretty much, you went to the movies. You know, I was wondering, the lady uh, scientist in this movie, 
had a, an accent. And at one point, Dracula mentions that she has a price on her head. So I'm wondering if she, if they were implying that she was like a Nazi scientist or something. Possibly. Because I don't think they gave us any details yeah. about why she had a price on her head. Yeah, the Nazis did all those weird experiments yeah. on people. And speaking of experiments, I don't quite understand the purpose. In this movie, Dracula has... Frankenstein's monster under his control. Yeah. But it's in a weakened state. And his whole goal in this movie, him and the lady doctor, their goal is to restore the monster. Yeah. They want to put Costello Costello's brain, brain do in that. the monster's body. And then I think they also want to give it a jolt of electricity yeah. to restore it. But they want to make sure it has a compliant brain to serve its master rather than the maniacal, murderous brain it has now. But I don't understand why Dracula needs this. <laughs> he can turn into a bat. He can mind control people. Uh, he just needs to drink blood occasionally to keep going. Oh, it's not a nightly thing? Uh, it's unclear. I don't watch Vampire Of course, we never, I I we, never, we never see any actual blood. Um, oh, what about the bat? Is that a... A true tradition from the Dracula stories. I'm not familiar with the Dracula yeah. story. Did he actually turn he into can, a bat? He can turn it in. Oh. I think it's part of vampire folklore. I thought he had a bat with him, like a familiar. No. He could actually turn into yes. a bat. Uh, well, that's I a think it's story. not only part of the folklore, but in the novel specifically, he can turn into a bat, a wolf, or mist. Oh. So he can just go on, yeah, he can just go under doors and stuff or ah. or if you try to kill him, he can turn into mist and make you think, Oh, look, I destroyed him, but no, he just oh. turned into mist and got away. Never heard about that. How about the wolf man when he's changing? He seemed totally aware that he was changing. Does he retain a memory of what he's like? He doesn't when he wakes up. He doesn't seem to usually remember what he's done. Because he's, he he's always afraid that he's hurt somebody, but he doesn't know for certain if he's hurt someone. And what do we know? I've never read Wolfman stories either. Does he hurt people a lot? Does he kill people? Yeah, yeah, he kills, he, he kills people, yeah. Uh -huh. In the original movie, he would actually see a pentagram in the palm of the person he's going to kill next. It was sort of a sealed fate kind of thing. Like, uh, oh, no, I've seen the symbol. I am doomed to kill uh, this person. Yeah. But that's just made up for the movies. That's not part of that's folklore. That's dramatic. Yeah. Mm. And who was it that played I Was a Teenage... Oh, no, that was Teenage Werewolf. Teenage Werewolf. It was a was, wolf man. I get them confused. Well, I mean, the wolf man is a werewolf, but usually the term wolf man... Is this particular uh, Yes. It, it's like a trademark of Universal Pictures, and it applies to this specific werewolf of uh, Larry Talbot. The teenage werewolf was Michael Landon. Michael Landon. That just came to mind. Yes. He was he, far too good looking to turn He did not, for, fortunately for him, did not get stuck doing nothing but werewolf movies for the rest of his life. I've been giving these movies a, a rating, a one to five pumpkin scale. What would you rate this movie? Well, like compared to what? Compared to Oscar winners or just compared to it's a fun experience so, if you just want life well, entertainment? Uh, the numbers have, in my scale anyway, have particular meanings. One is I hated it. Two is I didn't like it. 
Three is it was okay. Four, I liked it. And five, I loved it. I would give it a four. Okay. I liked it. Okay. It wasn't scary, but I can certainly see that to my inexperienced four-year-old eyes, it probably was terrifying. Yeah. Well, back then, horror movies were a lot... too. It was in a movie theater. We're sitting here in the living room. Horror movies were a lot more tame back then. But even things like Halloween from the 80s, he only kills three people. We don't get as much gore as you think you do. They've gotten progressively more intense over time. People apparently were pretty terrified of Frankenstein and Dracula when those first came out back in the 30s. But then we get jaded and you got to keep throwing more and more. I just don't like the ones that are all blood. Oh. You like Scream, though. Well, that was funny. Yeah. It's a smart movie. Yes. We'll we'll be covering Scream later on this month. Oh. Well, if you need a a return appearance, I I have your daughter scheduled, but maybe maybe you can jump in. We could do it together, perhaps. Maybe. I have more than one daughter. Which one? Lita. Somehow I didn't see Amanda doing that. Oh, I've got her down for a different movie. Hmm. Well, thank you for joining us. Well, this I is Patricia it. Lopez. If you want to email us, please email us at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail on our anchor page, anchor.fm slash mmftg. And as always, we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go.